Holy Spirit, thank you that you are always with us. I just ask, come Holy Spirit. (laughs) Come dwell with us. Probably the guy with the best haircut in the room. He said he <laughs> might use PVA glue to style it so perfectly well. Um, but it's just because I wish I had hair like that. Um, Josh has been with us all morning. Um, and he has just been a biggest blessing like to all of us. So Josh is going to come and share um, tonight. So we're going to do a massive round of applause for Josh. Awesome. Bless you. What a wonderful time of worship. Let's just wait for a moment in his presence. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for your way in us tonight, Jesus. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Pray the prayer that you taught us to pray, Lord. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. 
here tonight as it is in heaven, Lord. Not our will, Lord, but yours be done, Lord. Not our empires, Lord, but your kingdom. Lord, we love you, Jesus. <laughs> we love you, Jesus. You are so good. You're so good. We love you, Lord. Amen. I wish that I could take Finn with me everywhere that I go. <laughs> Can we give a round of applause to the band? Woo! <laughs> I loved it so much, I thought I would give it a try. They were much better than me. Um, thank you, James and Lou, for inviting me today. Um, do you guys know that these two are incredible leaders? Like, they'll hate me doing this and saying this, but they are absolutely incredible. Can you just give them a round of applause? I know. Come on, yeah. They're standing up. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> I mainly did that just to embarrass them, to be honest, but um, just for a bit of fun. Um, but guys, I, I do sense that there is a word for the both of you, and that it is that you are becoming and truly are leaders of leaders. You've been leaders of people, but the Lord is saying you are leaders of leaders. And there's something that the Lord has put on the both of you that is going to be transferred and imparted to other leaders. This humble heart, this honest heart, this longing heart for revival to come to this nation. Something that's been lost in our nation. So we just declare over you, leaders of leaders, leaders of leaders, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would open up doors, Lord God, that they would walk through and have no idea how they got there. But Lord, thank you for two people who will say the words that you told them to say. With trembling, but without fear of man. Thank you, Lord, for two people who fear you more than man. We bless him now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So good. Well, uh, my name's Josh. I've come all the way from Manchester. I say things like bath and grass. Um, I talk properly. Um, <coughs> that was a joke. Um, don't kill me. Um, uh, married to Emma next month it is our 11-year wedding anniversary. Um, so I feel equipped to give one piece of marriage advice because, you know, it's a tithe of where we are right now. Um, but I still haven't really thought what that actually is because um, um, I'm incredibly in love with her. <laughs> I know, it's cheesy. There's a few wives around the room going, <coughs> see, can still love me. Um, 
I have three children. They are nine, seven, and four years old. Um, Liberty, Simeon, and Hallie Rose. Um, I love them dearly. And uh, I brought another child with me who's a bit bigger. Uh, a child in the Lord, uh, Jacob, who's just got ordained in the Church of England. So we're sending another fireball into the Church of England, uh, which we're super excited about. Um, they've been trying to get me to become an ordained minister this whole weekend, but I did tell them I don't like rules, so it's not going to work very well. Um, but tonight I'm going to uh, preach to you a message that I've never preached before in my life, so strap your seatbelts in. <laughs> this, uh, this could go horribly wrong. Um, but it's called Lingering and Longing. Lingering and and longing. If you're taking notes, you can write that down. Uh, I believe it's a, a word for what God is, is doing right now in our day. Uh, it comes off the back of an incredible experience I had earlier uh, in the year that I will walk you through um, tonight. And it, and, and it comes from a place of what I feel like God is stirring in the spirit right now in the hearts of God's people a heart to linger in God's presence and long for more. A heart to stay, to linger, to wait. To, and I just love the way that Finn and the guys led us tonight. You know, just flipping between stuff and just lingering and just waiting. Because I don't know about you, but it really exposes that kind of reliance that I have built up in my life to be entertained in the house of God. Wonder when they're going to do the next song. Are we just going to keep, you know, what are we doing here? And God's like, I thought worship was about me. What about if there wasn't any speakers and lights? Am I not still worthy of praise? Can you not worship me without that stuff? And feels like God's kind of exposing that a little bit and teaching us how to linger and to stay in his presence. But also there's this stirring, a longing in God's people for something more, for something deeper, for something real. And um, on the 29th of December, um, just over this past Christmas, I was reading my Bible and I was in Exodus chapter 33, and I'd love for you all to turn there right now. Exodus 33. It's a beautiful passage of scripture. Hopefully you've all got a Bible. Um, it's another thing about the entertainment thing that God's been exposing. Like We've kind of just learned to turn up to conferences and churches with, without a Bible, without a notepad, and just wait for the preach to be over and just forget all about it. But no, like, let's be hungry. Let's pull on the word. Let's get something out of it, you know. I love the phrase, uh, the quote that's, uh, how can you say that God is silent when your Bible is closed? <laughs> you want a word from God? Open it up. <laughs> so Exodus chapter 33, and we're going to look at verse 11. On the 29th of December, I was in my uh, kitchen just praying, trying to stay awake with a cup of coffee early in the morning. Just trying to trying to just spend time with the Lord. And this verse 
hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know what it was. I was just kind of reading through it. And as I read verse 11, it was just like, boom. So I'm going to read it to you now. Exodus 33, 11, it says this. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun. Now listen to these last words. This is what stuck out to me. A young man did not depart from the tabernacle. And I thought, oh, I love this idea of a young person staying in the presence, lingering in God's presence, not departing from the tabernacle. Other people are leaving, but the younger one is staying. I just loved that idea. And as part of my role, I work for 24-7 Prayer. We, uh, as part of my role, we run a festival called Wildfires, which happens on the same uh, estate as this. <laughs> and um, a few of you guys are there. And um, we do it a little bit similar to this. We have tents and stuff like that. So I was imagining those tents that we were going to be in in a few months. And my prayer was, Lord, raise up a generation that don't want to leave the tent. Raise up a generation that don't want to leave your presence. They want to linger and long. And so I wrote on the bottom of my Bible right here on the 29th of December, Lord, raise up a generation that never want to leave the tent. And that became my prayer. I did what every young adult would do, put it all over Instagram. <laughs> and I had a message from a friend of mine who's also called Josh, youth pastor, not far from where I live, and said, that's also my verse for this year. And I thought, that's, that's interesting. So I called up another friend of mine, who's also called Josh, and said, <laughs> I've got this verse on my heart. And he said, I, I love that. I'll pray that with you this year. And the three of us, these three Joshes, we were like, Lord, raise up a generation that don't want to leave the presence. It's in my name. <laughs> I felt like it was a word to me, but I also felt like it was a word through me for a generation. It's called a generation to stay in God's presence. A couple of months went by and I, you know, praying this prayer. My wife sends me a message on Facebook. Asbury University. A group of young people. Captivated by the presence of God. And they won't leave. And it's been 12 hours. So I started following it. 24 hours, they won't leave. 48 hours, they won't leave. Some of them went back to their dormitory only to drag their mattress out of it and take it into the chapel because they didn't want to go to sleep. They left their phones in their dormitory, which I think is probably the biggest <laughs> breakthrough in the world. Some of them would pack three meals a day because they didn't want to eat. They wanted to stay in the presence of the Lord. 72 hours go by, they're still in there. Six days go by and they're still in there. And I'm thinking, I've got to get on a plane. I, I've got to go. This is what I've been crying out for. What if this is the only revival in my lifetime that I might see. I've got, I've got to see it. I've got to just touch it. I've got to experience it. Even if I have to stand outside, I just want to see it. 
I want to see a generation that don't want to leave the presence of God. So I don't know if you've seen that these young people down at the front are awesome, but they're not like the rest of the young people in our nation. I don't know if you know, but most youth groups these days, the average size is five in our nation in church. I don't know if you know the statistics of church decline and what's happening in our nation. But I'm saying not on my watch. I'm not just believing for a slight turnaround. I'm believing so much that it would be a generation that don't want to leave the presence. Not just decisions for Jesus, but disciples for Jesus. Amen? I believe that. And so I got on a plane and I went to Asbury University. And um, by a strange course of events, which I later discovered that must have been ordained by the Lord, we managed to meet the guys who were overseeing the whole thing and leading the whole thing in a way. And they kind of there was a, a line out the front of the door that took 11 hours to get to inside the the uh, place because there's so many people who wanted to visit. This town has 6,000 people living there. And it had 100,000 people pass through it in 16 days. You're telling me this generation aren't hungry? They are hungry. They just want the real thing. And these guys walked us past the leaders of the revival. They walked us past the line. I don't know why. <laughs> Must have just heard some crazy Manchester guys here. <laughs> Better show him some kindness. He's come a long way. They walked us past the line and round the back and into the auditorium. And, and right there, about 1,500 people packed out, not a seat in the room. And it's all under 25-year-olds. And I don't think if I'd done 10 backflips at the front, they would have opened their eyes and stopped locking eyes with Jesus. And I, I, honestly, I'd spent time just walking up and down the aisles of the seats, looking in their faces, as they're just tears are streaming down their face, just worshiping the Lord. There's an altar, an old school Methodist altar down the front. And young people, like a steady stream, are just streaming down to the front, confessing their sin. I watched 18-year-old lads on their knees confessing their sin for 45 minutes. And some people had the audacity to be skeptical about that. If you can't believe in that, what can you believe in? Like, that stuff doesn't happen, newsflash. <laughs> and whilst I was in the auditorium just watching these young people worship and thinking, God, what are you doing in my day? Suddenly I realized, oh, Exodus 33, 11. It's a generation that don't want to leave the presence of God. And I said, you're doing it, God. Please do it in the UK. Please send the revival back with us. Please send the revival. We need it, God. Do it in our day. Do it in our land. And I loved my time there, but honestly, after a few hours... I was so burdened for the UK. I was desperate to get home because I just wanted to touch the soil of this land and say, God, this land birthed John and Charles Wesley. This land birthed hospitals. And, you know, this land was the largest missionary sending movement in the world at one time. 
People packed their coffins with all their possessions to go to Africa to preach the gospel. And now friends of mine like James Ladderin from Nigeria are being sent back because they've heard that the people who brought them the gospel have lost it. And I say, welcome on in. <laughs> we need all the help we can get. And I landed back from Asbury with this passion, with this heart, with this desire. God, would you do it in our generation? God, would you do it in our day? And I had to fly out from uh, London Heathrow for my sins and uh, <laughs> drove back up to Manchester three, three, four hours. And I decided just to give myself to prayer for the next generation, just saying, God, Awaken a generation. God, pour out your spirit on this generation. When I got back to Manchester, I noticed that I had a message on my phone on Instagram from a young person. They just so happened to message me at the exact same time that I was praying in my car. And they messaged me and they said, you know, hey, sorry this is a bit out of the blue. I saw you preach at a youth conference last year. It was really amazing. I took a friend of mine with me who was far from the Lord. She's not doing so well right now, and she just randomly sent me a text this morning to say that she just randomly felt the urge to pull out of her note, pull out her notes from the youth conference that she was at, and she felt led randomly just to your talk, and she read some words of it, and the Holy Spirit poured out on her in that moment. She gave her heart back to the Lord the exact same time I was praying for God to do it in this generation. Now, that's not about me. That's about a first fruits of God, what God wants to do. I felt like that was a sign of God just saying to me, I'm going to do it in the UK. Why did I give you unprecedented access to meet with the leaders, to learn from their DNA and how they're doing it, if I didn't want to do it as well in the UK? And so... For the last however many months it's been, I don't even know, five months, I've been processing what God's been doing. And um, I believe in the gift of impartation. Amen. Where you're carrying something and you impart it to other people. Um, but I've not done an impartation yet from Asbury because I've wanted to have, as well as impartation, I've wanted to have insight into what God was doing. In the last few weeks, I really feel like God has given me revelation and insight into what he was doing in and through Asbury. And so tonight, I actually want to do, by the power of the Holy Spirit, for the first time, an impartation from what God was doing in Asbury tonight here in this room, in this tent. <laughs> Coincidence? Who knows? And that's not about me. <laughs> it's not about me at all. It's about what God is wanting to do in our land what he did over there, he wants to do it here. And uh, I'm going to teach a little bit on the insight that I believe we have. And then we're going to go into a time of praying for the next generation and praying for what God wants to do here and an impartation. And we're just going to go after the spirit. And then I didn't actually know that James and the guys had planned to then pray for revival in the nation tonight as I'd planned all this. So coincidence? Maybe not. And so Exodus 33.11 is a key passage. A young person who didn't want to leave the tent. But Joshua learned this hunger for God's presence from Moses. 
You know the story. They want to, you know, Moses says, like, we're not going to go if your presence doesn't go with us. That hunger, that heart for God's presence was imparted to Joshua. And so we need the, the older generation. We need the Moseses. We can't just be Joshua's out on a limb. We need a multi-generational move of God. Amen? Because we need you guys. Unfortunately, you need us as well. But uh, <laughs> that's all good. Um, and when we look earlier on in Exodus, you can turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3. We learn about probably Moses' first encounter with this presence that he began to become, you know, just eager for and hungry for. We learn about it in the burning bush, Exodus chapter 3. Incredible passage of scripture, Exodus 33. It says, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert. And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Now listen to these words, Exodus 3.3. Then Moses said, I will now turn. Everyone say turn. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Now listen to this. Verse 4, when the Lord saw that Moses turned, God called him. When the Lord saw that Moses turned, God called him. Can you see that? I always thought that the, like, the burning bush was just kind of in Moses' path. Maybe I watched Prince of Egypt too much. But the Bible says that Moses was going one way. And he saw the bush burning, and he turned and moved towards it. And when he turned, God called him. And I want to say this. Revival doesn't happen by accident. Revival doesn't happen by accident. Revival comes in response to prayer. I had the privilege of talking to the guys who were leading the Asbury Revival, and they all told me we've been spending years praying on this grounds for revival to break out. Because private prayer brings public power. Private prayer brings public power. Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, when you go into your room, when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who's in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Revival doesn't happen by accident. It comes through prayer. But the problem is, in the UK, in Europe, we've been so laboring on the unconditional love of God that we've forgotten to be obedient to God. We're resting in all that God does for us, but we're not doing what he's asking to do. He's asking us to do. You know, the love of God is absolutely unconditional, amen? 
Nothing you can do to earn it. Nothing you can do to, to stop it. The love of God is absolutely unconditional. But a move of God, a move of God's absolutely conditional on whether God's people pray. If you want Bible for that, 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if. Everyone say if. That's conditional. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That is conditional. If we do this, God will do this. Revival doesn't happen by accident. God doesn't call Moses unless he turns. And Moses realized that a key to encountering God's presence is movement. Doing something. <laughs> waiting on the Lord is not a passive waiting. It's an active waiting. It's an active focusing our hearts on the Lord. If you know your Bible really well, um, you'll know about these two characters and I'm going to say their names, but I'm probably butchering it. And uh, James will be able to tell you what their names actually are pronounced like. Just landing you in it there, mate. This is Eldad and Maydad in Numbers chapter 11. You read Numbers lately? <laughs> it's a difficult book to read. It was in my Bible in a year, but it's difficult. Numbers Chapter 11, verses 24 to 30. You guys doing okay? Yeah? Would you like me to sing a nursery rhyme or something? No, okay, no. All the young people say yes when I say that, but that's fine. I won't be offended. Numbers 11, verses 24 to 30. There's a lot of Bible tonight, I understand that. This is a Christian conference, I guess. Let me not go on a rant about that. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him. This is impartation, by the way. And took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied although they never did so again. But two men remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad and the other one was Medad, and the spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed, but who had not gone out from the tabernacle, yet they prophesied. Notice that? Eldad and Medad, older generation, they wouldn't leave. If you're an older person in here, who knows what old even is anymore? People call me old. I'm 34. We've got to be a living example to the next generation. We've got to start to ask ourselves some serious questions about why young people aren't coming to church anymore. Is it because they heard us badmouth the vicar in the car home from church on a Sunday? Because if we don't value it, how are they going to value it? Is it because they saw us pray on stages at church, but they never saw us pray at home? They need to see living 
examples. You know, we have this phrase, don't we? Practice what you preach. You ever heard that one before? It's a bit problematic though, isn't it? Because it's reactive rather than proactive. It's, it's, I've just heard somebody say something that they don't live, so I need to tell them to practice what they preach. But really, we need to be people who preach what they practice. We preach what we actually live. Because when you can only preach what you actually live, <laughs> it reduces the content that you can say. It puts a demand on your lifestyle. And we have become accustomed to, haven't we, in the Western church, spectacular performances of the Christian faith. Wonderful songs. Great stages and lights and conferences. Spectacular performances of the Christian faith. But we've forgotten how to be basic Barry. And do the bread and butter things that God told us to do. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is this. Spiritual maturity is not the occasional practice of spectacular things. It's the consistent application of basic things. Spiritual maturity is not the occasional practice of spectacular things. It's the consistent application of basic things. If I was to say it to young people, I would say, that God is way more interested in basic Barry than sexy Steve. Because sexy Steve loves to get up on the platform and do all the shiny, amazing things that gets him noticed, but basic Barry is okay with cleaning the toilets, praying when there's no applause. That's what's really going to birth something in this generation. And even Jesus himself, we learn about Jesus himself lingering in the presence of God. Do you know the story? Mary and Joseph, they go into Jerusalem for a festival and they lose God. <laughs> Did you tell Jesus he was supposed to come with us or, ah, we've lost God. Can you imagine losing God? <laughs> so they rushed back. And where did they find Jesus? In the temple. And the Bible says that Jesus wasn't left behind. He was lingering in the presence of God. And Jesus said, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? Well, what is the father's business? Jesus told us, my father's house should be called a house of he was lingering in the presence. And so we've got to be a people who practice prayer. We've got to be a people of prayer. And not just any old prayer. It's got to be a prayer that comes from the heart. And the old saints would call this travailing prayer. Everyone say travailing prayer. Travailing prayer is prayer that comes from the heart and out of the mouth. It's what the psalmist calls deep, calls unto deep. I love this phrase that um, in prayer, it's better to have a heart without words than words without a heart. And travailing prayer 
comes deep from within the heart and it and it and it's like a gut-wrenching prayer it's it's uh, many people would describe it as like a birthing prayer and uh, one of the guys who was overseeing the revival in Asbury his name was David Thomas uh, none of you would know his name because he never would introduce himself on the platform that's a uh, lesson for all of us isn't it these guys wouldn't say their last name uh, i was actually with the guy who preached and then the revival broke out and he was coming in every day. I was actually with him a lot. And one time security were trying to stop him from getting in. <laughs> and he's, uh, <laughs> he's on staff at Asbury because they didn't know who he was. Because he was so concerned with keeping his name and his face out of the limelight. We've become so accustomed to narcissistic leadership that we don't know how to spot real leadership anymore. Humble leadership. Leadership that says, I'm trying to produce followers of Jesus. I'm trying to get people to look at Jesus and not look at me. And uh, David Thomas, um, basically, he wrote this book, uh, and it's just a free ebook online that you can find. I really want to encourage you to read. It's called To Sow for a Great Awakening. And basically, his heart became stirred for revival. The older guy in his 60s. Um, some of you probably don't think that's old, but <laughs> might be a little bit. I shouldn't have said that, should I? I apologize. <laughs> you can rebuke me later. Um, he, 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 he was hungry for revival, so he got on a plane from Kentucky, where Asbury is, to fly to Scotland to visit the Hebrides to learn about the Hebridean revival. And he interviewed some people that are still alive right now who were there in the Hebridean revival. And they all said the exact same thing. This revival was birthed through travailing prayer. Two old women, won't say their ages because that just got me into trouble a minute ago. Margaret and Peggy. One had arthritis the other one was blind. But even they knew that private prayer brings public power. And every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 p.m. till 3 a.m., they gave themselves to prayer. Gave themselves to prayer for years. And suddenly, God did something. You know, my boss, Pete Gregg, he says that God has two speeds. Slow <laughs> and suddenly. And I've learned over the years that in the slowness, I need to ask God to make me ready for the suddenlies. And in the slowness, Margaret and Peggy gave themselves to prayer. And then the suddenly came. Revival doesn't happen by accident. It comes through persistent, consistent and resistant prayer, travailing prayer, deep, longing prayer. And David Thomas, he, he interviewed some of the people at this Hebridean revival, and he wrote some words which I find incredibly powerful. It's a little bit longer, but I wonder if I could just read those words to you tonight, if that's okay. Because obviously I'm a younger person, and I would love some words from another generation as well just so you can hear the depth and the heart 
the depth of the scriptural weight of travail in prayer. David Thomas says this, Ever since I looked into the eyes of those people who once saw what we passionately want to see, I've come to believe that the true seedbed of awakening is the plowed up hearts of men and women willing to receive the gift of travail. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Psalm 126 verse 5. That prayer, the precursor to the work of God, is always the preparatory, anticipating act of awakening. But it's not a new idea. But this may be a type of praying that has been lost. Not in Christian communities of Asia or Africa or Latin America, but somehow forgotten in the West. This was the praying of the Hebrews who groaned in their slavery and cried out. Exodus chapter 2, and God heard their groaning and remembered his covenant. This was the prayer of Hannah for a child, overcome to the point of being misunderstood as intoxicated. I've not been drinking wine or beer, she said. I've been pouring out my soul to the Lord. Beginning to get the picture that this is actually quite biblical and not just some weird charismatic maniacs. Hezekiah took his desperation to the temple and spread it out before the Lord with tears and weeping. We have no power to face this vast army, Jehoshaphat cried out, but our eyes are on you, 2 Chronicles 20:12. When he heard the news of Jerusalem's brokenness, Nehemiah sat down and wept then fasted and prayed for days, Nehemiah 1.4. This is the prayer of the prophets, that we give God no rest, Isaiah 62.7, that we cling to God as a loincloth clings to a man's waist, Jeremiah 13, that we go speedily to pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts, Zechariah 8, that the priest might weep between the porch and altar, Joel chapter 2. Do you get the picture? This is the prayer of Jesus who wept over Jerusalem. He blessed those with spiritual hunger and thirst. He taught those who followed him to keep on asking, seeking and knocking. He told them parables to illustrate what his disciples should keep on praying and not give up. Luke 18. This is a prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where the agony of prayer drew the first blood of atonement. Whoa. The agony of prayer drew the first blood of atonement. This is the praying of the early church, cleaving to one another in expectancy before Pentecost, earnestly praying to God for Peter in prison. I could go on and on, but he comes into land with this. In Revelation, the only recorded prayer of the Holy Spirit is the urgent cry, Come! which when united with the prayer of the church is addressed to Jesus, beckoning his thrice repeated promise, I come quickly. The Bible seems utterly unfamiliar with casual prayer, prayer of the mouth and not of the heart. Travail, a kind of burdened, focused pressing, seems closer to the throbbing core of prayer in Scripture. Tertullian, an early church father, considered prayer a kind of holy violence to God. 
Origen in the second century believed that to weeping and weeping alone will God pay attention. How do we expect God to be moved by our prayers if they're not moving us? You know, what is God looking for when he answers prayer? He's looking for stewards. Why else would he ask us to persist in prayer? Can he not hear us? Does he not care? No, it's that we don't. People are praying, God, fill our church. Fill our church. And God's saying, but you're not looking after the people that you already have. And my house is meant to be called a house of prayer. And the same two old women show up to the prayer meeting every week. I found it interesting. I, I thought about this the other day, and I don't mean to be rude, but I find it interesting how these days you can just say, I'm going to plant a church. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Maybe I should say this. <laughs> I'm going to plant a church. I'm a church leader. You think this feels quite casual that you can just say now, this is, this is a church. We're a church. You ever read the words of Jesus in Revelation about the church and how seriously Jesus takes his church? What do you think happened to the churches in Revelation when Jesus rebuked them? What do you think would have happened to them if they didn't do what Jesus said? Do you think that Jesus would still consider them a church? Because Jesus said, if you don't do this, I will remove your lampstand. How many churches still think they're a church and actually in the spirit realm, Jesus has removed their lampstand? I'm not talking about this church, by the way. Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. If we're meant to be his house, we have to be a people of prayer. It's not good enough for the same old ladies to do it. I wonder if they learned something in their old age. As time went on, I wonder if they realize, actually, I can no longer just pray for the work. Prayer is the work, said Oswald Chambers. Prayer is the work. Why? Because prayer breaks up the fallow ground. So when the seed of the gospel goes in, it produces a harvest. That's why Jeremiah 4.3 says, break up your fallow ground. Do not sow among thorns. Why don't we sow among thorns? Because the ground's not been broken up. We're meant to break up the ground in prayer so that we can sow the seed of the gospel. I love the song that was sang before by our precious sister, and I can't see her, but it was fabulous, about the spring rain coming to soften the ground, ready for a move of God. So if you're older in here, God needs you and you matter because your prayers can birth revival. If you're younger in here, God is calling you to lingering in his presence and longing for more. So just really quickly, I'm going to wrap up now. If the band could come up and play something spiritual to make this sound a little bit nicer, that would be amazing. I'm going to wrap up now and you can all take a deep breath. <laughs> Sorry, I've been preaching for a long time. I have a word on my heart. 
Um, what did God say to the young person that did not want to depart from the tabernacle? Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, be strong and courageous. Four times he said it. And in a generation plagued with mental health and anxiety, how powerful are those words, be strong and courageous. What did he also say in Joshua chapter 1? Don't let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. What else is happening in our generation? This book is being ripped apart. People want some words of this book, but not every word of this book. But when the devil came to Jesus, he only used this word to combat him. And in the first temptation, Jesus said, quoting Deuteronomy chapter 8, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Not some words, every word. And if every word is good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. And maybe it's not relevant. Thank you. Maybe it's not relevant. Maybe I might get cancelled. But I've got friends in the Middle East who are ready to die for this book. So I can get cancelled. They're ready to be killed. Are we ready to be cancelled? If we stay true to this book long enough, it might not, it might just happen. But I want to tell you this, the guy who preached the gospel when I made a response to become a Christian. He said everywhere that Jesus went, there was either a revival or a riot. No middle ground. Sometimes people weep and they encounter the love of God. Sometimes people are offended. John Wimber said, God will offend your mind to reveal your heart. We've got to be people of this book. And we need the older generation to take a stand and say we're not backing down on this book we're not letting our kids be indoctrinated by sexual immorality and an agenda that's trying to take them down a path that's going to lead to destruction we're going to hold on to this book we're going to teach the kids the word of God train up a child in the way that they should go and they will follow it you're praying mother in here praying grandmother praying father praying grandfather I want to encourage you, when I was 18 years old, I was locked up in a police station, far from God. And my mum prayed all night earnestly for me. And when I was locked up in this police station, at the exact same time she was praying, I was having a radical encounter with Jesus. I didn't want anything to do with Jesus, but he showed up in the police station. (laughs) Sometimes he doesn't show up in church, but he's showing up in police stations. He's <laughs> locked up inside that police station. I met Jesus. And then I heard my mum audibly singing this song called Eagle's Wings that I used to sing as a kid in church. I expected her to be allowed into the police station, but she never came. After I got home, 
Spoke to my mum and I said, Mum, why didn't they let you in the police station? She said, what do you mean? I said, Saturday night, I was encountering Jesus and I heard you singing Eagle's Wings and I quoted the lyrics back to her. She said, Josh, I don't know how to tell you this. I know you don't want to follow Jesus, but I think you might not have any choice after I say this. The same time you were encountering Jesus, we were praying that you would encounter him back at home, eight miles away. And me and your sister started singing Eagle's Wings as a prophetic declaration to call you back to him. And you must have heard it from eight miles away. Private prayer brings public power. Don't stop praying, Mama. Don't stop praying, Grandmother. Your prayer has power. And we need you in this hour. We need you to pray for this generation. Because what else happened with Joshua? Only one other guy thought they could take the promised land. And ever since I've got into this role for young people with 24-7 prayer, I'm not going to lie to you, some of the older generation, they're right behind me, but most think we can't take the promised land. God's looking for Joshua's, young people that won't depart from his presence and go and take the promised land. But he's also looking for Caleb's who are going to stand by the next generation and say, it's going to be okay. Even if they cancel us, if we go down together, they can't take us down. Amen. Come on. I love that. Bless you, bro. I see that, bro. God's got a mantle on your life, bro, to be a leader, to speak for him. If you're around that guy, just lay some hands on him right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, just impart the gift of the evangelist to him right now. In the name of Jesus, we call you forth as a leader in this generation. I don't know who you are, but I just say, Lord, Holy Spirit, get him right now, Lord. <laughs> Put a word in his mouth, God. Captivate his heart, God, in the name of Jesus. That he will go in the name of Jesus. He will go to the lost in the name of Jesus. Encounter him in the secret place. Give him dreams and visions right now in the name of Jesus. Whoa, Holy Spirit, more of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and move in this place. Is anyone else willing to go for this next generation? Anyone else willing to make a stand for this next generation? Come on, grandfathers. Come on, grandmothers. Who's willing to make a stand for the next generation? Come on, lift up your voice. Begin to pray for the young people in our nation. Cry out, cry out. Lord, send revival. God send revival. God send revival. God send revival. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Send revival.
Come on, go to war. Go to war. Go to war. Go to war. Go to war for the next generation. Go to war. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. God send revival to the next generation. God send revival to the next generation. God awaken the generation, Lord. Awake, awake, awake. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up in the name of Jesus. Holy fire, holy fire, holy fire. say yes to you, Lord. Let us make you the one thing again. If you're under the age of 30 years old, I just want you to come down to this front section right now. If you're under 30 years old, I just want to invite you just to come down. We want to pray over you. And is there a prayer ministry team and, and stuff? 
We clearly didn't plan this out, <laughs> but we'll make it work. Uh, if you're on the prayer ministry team, we, I want you to come down and just pray for these young ones down here. Give them words, visions, pictures, things that you're seeing. Or can anyone just grab one of these things? Yeah? If you're older and you want to pray for some of these guys, just begin to come down. And I was going to say, we did a bunch of prayer ministry training. If you were there on that training day, come and grab one of these. If you're one of our KFC leaders, come and grab one of these. If you're on the church staff, if you're part of the healing center team, uh, come and grab one of these. Um, yeah, the rest of you, if you're not part of those teams, just stretch out a hand to these young ones down the front. Just pray your best prayers. Pray your best prayers. Don't be quiet. Come on. Holy Spirit, anoint this generation, Lord. Anoint this generation, Lord. Yes, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and move. Come on, some of these young people are finally being seen. They're finally being seen by the church. Pray your best prayers over them. Come on, don't check out at this moment. Pray, pray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Grandparents at the back, pray over our young. Pray over the young. Come on, what God has done in you, pray that it would be done more in them. If He's given you the gift of prophecy, ask for a double portion in them. Jacob, Jacob Tyus, come and pray for Jacob. <laughs> Holy Spirit, more of you. More of you. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More of you, Lord. More of you, Holy Spirit. Fire, fire. Fire the Holy Spirit. Fire, fire, fire. Fire the Holy Spirit. Fire, fire, fire. Fire the Holy Spirit. Burn, 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 burn. Burn in Him, Lord. Burn in Him, Lord. Burn in Him, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. More of you, God. 
more of you, God. Yes, Lord. Fire the Holy Spirit. It's okay. God's just doing stuff around the room. He's just releasing people from pain. Some of these young people feel like they've never been seen before. It's stirring up emotion and pain. Deliverance is happening. That's fine. We're safe in the Father's arms. Thank you, Lord. More of you. More of you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah, 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 my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. more of you Holy Spirit young people if it's okay if you're not feeling anything that's fine you're not any less of a Christian you're not any less loved it's fine but if you are feeling something don't don't push it down just let it let the Lord do what he wants to do things if you're a parent you need to collect your children do bring them back we're gonna we're gonna be ministering to parents and the adults in a bit and probably the children as well the second thing if someone's just doing a bit of a shout or a roar or whatever they're doing let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus it's all good he's in charge he's here it's all good just keep our hearts focused on him and receiving from him encourage um, those who are on the prayer team just be moving around as well you might have prayed with someone for a bit let's just move around We're just imparting different gifts different anointings so just pray then just move 
Let's make sure people are getting just several people just ministering to them, just releasing and fanning into flame what God is doing. I just feel the Lord's releasing callings over you, young ones. Callings and destinies fulfilled, which have been lost in the past. Lord, we just release your true destiny that God made for you. Just pray that into being right now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just stay in this atmosphere of worship. Let's just reverence his holy presence. Right now, I just feel like there's a few things in the team, feel like there's a few things the Lord wants to do. So let's continue to bless what's happening at the front. Firstly, we just sense maybe, maybe you came here tonight and you've never actually given your life to Jesus or you feel like you're far from God and you want to get right with God tonight, we want to give you a chance to make get right with the Lord tonight, to repent, to turn away from your old life. 
and to get yourself right with the Lord tonight. So if you want to do that tonight, if you're saying, listen, I need to get right with the Lord. I need to place Jesus in the driving seat of my life. Make him Lord of my life. Repent of my sins. Turn away. If that's you tonight, just lift up a hand where you are. Just lift up a hand if that's you. Amazing. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just saying, look, I need to get right with God. Praise the Lord. Lord, we just pray for these people with their hands in the air right now, down at the front and around the room. Holy Spirit, invade their life, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Invade their life, Lord. Let them have a rich and deep encounter with you, Holy Spirit, in your presence. Lord, we just ask, Lord God, thank you for salvation, Lord. If you've got your hand up in in the air, I want to encourage you to tell your youth pastor or or your church leader or someone who's a Christian that you made that choice. Say yes tonight. Um, The other call that we want to do is for anybody who feels called into missions or ministry. So you feel called into full-time ministry, whether that's, we're we're all called into full-time ministry, but what I mean is church leadership or being a youth pastor or youth leader or preacher or speaker or perhaps to go out on missions. If that's you, if you sense in that call, just stick up a hand. We'd love to pray for you. Yeah. Anybody else sensing that call? Amazing. Yeah, so good. If you can see a hand up around you, just pray for those people. Just pray the ministry calling over them, the missions calling over them. Just stick up a hand nice and high if you've not got someone praying for you and you would like that. another sense that if there's any young people who particularly feel called to godly business the next Zuckerbergs (laughs) but with a heart for Jesus if that's you would you just also raise a hand come on amazing why don't we get a few gathering rounds Is Simon here? You want to come and pray for those people? Do you want to do it up here? Is that okay? Yes. (laughs) I just just sense that there's at least two young people here 
it could be more, that God is going to call into business. And I'm talking, I'm talking big business. And I think God's going to give you uh, a business idea. It's going to be a creative idea. You may struggle to understand what on earth that means. How could I possibly do that? You may even struggle because it is so big that you think, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But don't worry about that because God does. So if you feel there's a there's a burning inside, like a, a gut sensation here, that God's calling you, yeah, I'm going to go into business. So you, I'd love to pray with you. just keep praying keep praying for the young ones down the front let's just keep praying for those calls that have just been given about mission and ministry and business let's just keep praying into that for those guys Lord. Release, Lord. Release, Lord. Release, Lord. A release from the chains, Lord. Release from bondage, Lord. Release from the chains, Lord. Songs of freedom. Songs of freedom. Release your song of freedom, Lord. Thank you, God. Just want to encourage you, if, if you're not feeling anything, young people down the front, it's absolutely fine. It's, it's totally fine. God loves you. He's got a call on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, my, 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 yeah. Some people are just experiencing deep freedom. Just deep freedom that it's not anything to worry about. It's just the Lord setting people free. Thank you, Lord. You might hear laughs, you might hear screams, you might hear cries. So fine. Young people, you might be feeling laughter or screams yeah. or cries bubbling up. It's okay. It's okay. Lord's just doing something in you. Oh, Lord. Thank, thank you, you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. I just feel the Father heart in all its fullness for all these young people. Oh. How cherished you are in his kingdom. <laughs> oh, how beautiful and marvelous you are with an amazing plan ahead. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you.
away Holy Spirit more of you Holy Spirit Spirit of the living God fall afresh on us thank you Lord release the joy of the Lord in this place Release a deep joy, Lord, in this place, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just feel for some of you young peeps, don't forget this moment. Don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, yeah, okay. Remember this moment with him. This is who he is. you I wish you could see what I could see, I'm seeing right now young people are getting set free being filled with joy having encounters with Jesus he's answering our prayers <laughs> thank you for joy in the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit not done with us, Lord. You're just beginning. You're just beginning. Raise up the army in this generation, Lord. Yeah, yeah.
So what what I think we're going to do now, some of some of you young guys are just encountering, just keep that going. It's awesome. Stay where you are. But what I think we'd love to do is just to transition this and to get the under 30s ministering to the oldies. So what I'm going to say, if you're able, young guys, would you possibly be able to just come right to the front by the stage? And could we just could we just stack three rows of chairs across the front? Just stack them up quickly so we've got lots of space. And do you remember what, what Josh was saying about lingering in his presence? Let's just linger as we do this. Let's get rid of these chairs, but let's just linger. Stay with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus. So could I get all the young guys just lining up here across the front? Those of you who are able, just stay in the presence of the Lord. Um, could you just turn looking outwards, uh, but just make a line just going across the stage? If you're being prayed for, keep being prayed for. That's all good. But those of you who are around, fantastic. Right. Then what I'd love to do is just bring the adults sort of all in a, all in a group, those who like ministering, just sort of in line with these two posts of the tent. So just slightly back from the young guys because we're going to get them just to release first some of them on the microphone and then we're going to send them to you to, to just lay on hands and impart. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, young people, move out and start praying for these guys. Just ask them if you can lay on a hand on their shoulder and just pray for them. Off you go, young people. Go and pray. Go on, Archie. Go and pray for them. Come on. Get in amongst them and start to pray for them. Ask them if they want prayer for anything specific. Freddie's going to pray down the microphone for them. We pray that people we send forth from here, that they will just be filled with your spirit, be filled with your hope and your passion for the world and everyone around. Just radiate that warmth, that hope, that light 
everywhere they go, into the darkest corners, to the farthest edges, far edges of everywhere, and just spread all the goodness that you're giving out just across the world. We just pray that people who haven't come to Christ yet will know Christ. People who have known Him for years will have a revelation and meet Him again as though it's the first time they've seen Him, seeing Him clearly face to face, having that conversation, having that first encounter once more. Lord, we pray. In Christ's name. Young lions, work your way through. Just encourage you just to pray, ask the Lord, what's he saying over them? You can hear his voice. Just encourage you, if you've been praying for just a little bit for someone, just keep pushing through. Lots more of them at the back. What's he saying? Thank you, Jesus. Young guys, pray for pray for a couple of minutes, then move to another adult. Yeah. Let's just be moving around, let's be giving it away. The Lord is on you, the Holy Spirit's on you. So just share it. Share what God has poured into you this evening and share it, impart it, give it to these wonderful adults. guns any senses of what any pictures any words any <laughs> scriptures over them just release it
just have a sense for some of the older ones in here that Lord's wanting to refresh your hunger, refresh your hunger for him. Not some cracked dry ground, but something fresh again. Yeah, you will soar on wings like eagles and run and not grow weary. I just want to know who are the intercessors amongst the oldies or who even tonight has recommitted themselves to a life of prayer and birthing the next generation. Just lift your hands up nice and high. Just young guys, I want you to go and find now whatever you're doing, go and find these hands and just right now, just look them in the eye and say thank you and then say fire in the name of Jesus, fire in the name of Jesus. So go and find them. Look for the hands, look for the hands. Look them in the eye, say thank you, and then say fire. for the hands that are raised just pray minister bless thank them release thank you that those prayers are getting an upgrade after tonight (laughs) breakthrough prayers travailing prayers birthing prayers youth when you've been praying just keep going to the back we've got some more hands at the back just keep pushing through. Thank you, Father. Young guys, keep pressing through just to the back. Let's get some of these hands that are raised. Turn, look around.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I would just love to uh, stay in this atmosphere, but I would love to move into a time of impartation for revival, for what happened in Asbury to happen here, to happen in us and through us, a time of impartation. So uh, I would like to ask anybody who is a church leader or who is part of leadership in church, just to come down to the front. So James and Lou are down here. Is anybody else like on a church leadership team or different church or you're a youth pastor or... I love you guys to receive it, but also just... This is this impartation for everybody in the room. So let's all just lock into this, but I also just want church leaders down here just to receive something. So maybe if you're towards the back, you might want to just come forward a little bit just to press into this moment of impartation and what the Lord wants to do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So hands up so I know who the church leaders and people are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can you? Would you mind coming down, down here? You too? Can you come down here? Thank you. Yeah, just come down to the front. Church leaders. Um, if you're not being prayed for, you're not praying for somebody, I'd just love just your attention for a minute. Um, just across the room. Um guys down the front, I just want to honor all of you. And guys who are looking on, these guys who are leading church and part of leadership teams of church, they get the first brunt of the attacks of the enemy. They get blows from the enemy and attacks from the enemy. And we just want to honor you guys for not giving up for saying yes to the call, for being like pillars in this generation. Say, so we're going to lead the church. We're going to be the army of the Lord. We're going to be open to the Holy Spirit. We're going to teach the Bible. I just want to honor you guys and bless you. And so, uh, for church leaders down the front and for everyone else across the room, just want to step into a time of impartation. So let's all just raise up our hands right now. Holy Spirit, whatever you did in Asbury, Lord, this hunger, this desire, this lingering, this longing, whatever I might have caught hold of, Lord, I just impart it right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, fire, 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 fire the Holy Spirit. Hunger. Hunger the Holy Spirit. Hunger for you, Lord. Hunger for you. Dreams, visions, encounters. Dreams, visions, encounters. 
Joel 2 dreams and visions on old and young, a multi-generational move of God. Lord, release revival into this room right now. Send revival, impart revival, God. Let us see Asbury in our day here in the UK. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we receive. Come on, if you're out in the audience, just say, I receive. I receive. I receive you, Holy Spirit. Come, come to our land. Come to our land. Come and impart something, Holy Spirit. Fire of the Lord, come and impart something. Purify us, Lord. Refine us fire so that we see revival fires. Hey, refine us fire so we see revival fires. An impartation from you, Holy Spirit. Radical humility, Lord. Radical hunger for you, Jesus. That your church would be a house of prayer again, Lord. That we would herald your gospel again without fear. We break and bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. For you're not giving us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Fire of God, burn away fear right now in the name of Jesus. Burn away an addiction to reputation. Lord, burn away a desire to be known and to be celebrated in all of us, Lord. We humble ourselves, Lord. We humble ourselves, Holy Spirit. Make us a house of prayer, Lord. Lord, we say we want your presence as priority. Your presence as priority. We want your word, God, uncompromised. We want your truth, Lord, unfiltered. And we want your gospel. Your gospel, Lord, without the fluff, Lord. Without the fear of man. Lord, we want to do it your way. Even if the biggest tither leaves, we want it your way. Even if they write about us in blogs, we want it your way. Holy Spirit, all across this room, impartation of the Holy Spirit. Impartation, Lord. For lingering in your presence and longing for more. The Lord is saying, I, I remember the vows of your youth, how you would burn for me. Lord, we say, reignite a first love fire. Reignite a first love fire for you, Lord. A first love fire. Drive out lukewarmness in the name of Jesus. Make us hot for you, Lord.
burning for you, Lord. And Lord, we repent for the spirit of Saul that holds on to the leadership when we should have passed it on to the next generation, to the anointed David. We repent for the spirit of Saul that's hold on to our positions because we're in love with the position and not the presence anymore. Lord, show us the Davids. Show us the ones that are anointed, Lord. Show us the Davids, Lord. The young ones who are anointed that we need to raise up. Come, Holy Spirit. Hey, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I just break a manipulative spirit in the room right now. I heard earlier when James and Lou were on the stage, I heard in the spirit that somebody somebody was saying, oh, what's a silly old vicar going to say now? I break that manipulative spirit right now, that dishonoring, critical spirit, that mocking spirit. We bind it and break it right now in the name of Jesus. And we honor our leaders. We honor those who lead us. No more lip service and posturing, but in the secret place, cursing and rebuking. We honor our leaders. Just break off that manipulative, posturing spirit, mocking spirit, cynical spirit. Lord, we want your Holy Spirit, and we repent. We repent, Lord God, where we've been cynical, Lord. We repent for deconstruction that's happening in our nation, Lord. Pulling apart the Word of God when we have no authority to do so. We want your word. We're sorry, Lord. Lord, we receive an impartation, God, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord. We hunger, Lord. We thirst, Lord, for righteousness, God. Fire of God fall in this place. Purify us, Lord. Burn in us, God. And send us out, Lord, with revival fires, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Just lock eyes with Jesus. Don't look at the stage right now. Just look at heaven. Oh, we honor you, Jesus. 
Jesus. You're the only one worthy, Jesus, to receive glory and honor. Receive our adoration, Lord. Receive our adoration, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, refine us, Lord, refine us, Lord, refine us, Lord, make us holy vessels, holiness unto the Lord. Set a 